Good morning. How you guys doing today? So if you, if you haven't noticed, I'm not Shannon. All right. So Shannon's away. Um, he, is, he is celebrating his anniversary and Memorial's Day. And I think that's good, uh, both for the health of our church and for the health of Shannon, to, to be able to get rest. So when he told me um, that, that he needed somebody to preach, I jumped at the chance, both because I was excited to see him get a chance to rest, but also because I, I, I really appreciate um, you guys being willing to allow me to, to share God's word for us. And I don't know what um, would not allow me be. I don't know if there would be stones involved, but I, I do appreciate that you allow me to share God's word with you. And, and, and so um, this week, uh, we, we're, we're going to go over a very familiar um, verse for all of us. It's John 1 and 7, right? Or, excuse me, Matthew 1, uh, 7 and 1, um, 1 through 6. And so the reason why it's familiar is because it is, it is throughout our culture one of the, the, the most quoted scriptures that you will ever come across. In my opinion, it is the most quoted scripture that you'll come across, right? And so first, before I go into the reading, I just want to frame for you um, what judgment is, right? Um, and, and so ju- judgment is, if you go to a court case, and you see uh, uh, um, someone in court, what, what you'll see is first they want to evaluate. They want to evaluate what, what, um, what happened. And, and they, they, they try to, de- to, to decide whether you are innocent or guilty, right? And, and then the, the next thing is they pronounce, there is, there is a, a judgment after, after, after you go before the witnesses, there is a pronouncement of your guilt or innocence. And then, then finally, there are consequences. If you're innocent, you go free. If, if you're guilty, if you're found guilty, if they pronounce you guilty, then there are, there are punishments that, are, 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 that come with being, being guilty, right? So let's, let's read God's word and then pray and then, and then get right into um, what this means for us. So Matthew 7, 1 through 6. Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged, and with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw pearls before before pigs. Lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. God, we come before you, God, just wanting your, your word to change us, God. We are looking forward, Lord God, to, to seeing, Lord, Lord, what you have to say to us, Lord. And so, and so we pray, Lord God, that as you speak to us today, Lord God, we can conform to your word, Lord God, and rely on your grace. 
God, and, and, and as we come before you, God, I, I pray, Lord God, that this would take hold. It would fall on good ground and rise inside of us to bear fruit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So anytime I preach, uh, one of the, the, the major things that, that I do is I always go back to Genesis 3, right, where, where man fell. I did that last time, so I'm not going to bore you again with that, but I want you to keep in mind, in the back of your head, that, that in Genesis 3, we wanted to decide for ourselves what was good and evil, right? I want you to keep that, keep that in mind. And, and, and see, when, when I read this scripture, what I, what I notice is, is that, that I, I've always heard people quote this back at me, right? Don't judge me. Don't judge me. You can, you can do just about anything and then put ju don't judge me at the end and, 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 and people will, will back off, right? Oh, I hit your kid. Don't worry. Don't judge me. He was, he was being bad. Don't judge me, <laughs> right? Right? Oh, I, 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 was, I, was, I cursed out my boss, but don't judge me, man. It was, it was a crazy day, right? And so the, 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 in our society, the, the highest, the, the, the highest, creed, the highest, the highest command in our society is to not judge one another. That is the, the highest thing, that, that, that is the highest value that we have, right? In, in Kendrick Lamar, in a, in a song, says it seven times after saying like these gruesome things that he, he did, he can, continues to say, don't judge me, right? And, and he doesn't feel the need to explain why he, he, he's not to be judged, right? Because we all understand that we're not to judge. There's another song um, by Julia, Julia Michaels. I want to read it to you. I was going to read the whole thing, but it was going to go kind of long. So I, let, let me read to you some portions. She says, I could love you just like that, and I can leave you just as fast, but don't judge me. Because if you did, baby, I would judge you too. No, you don't judge me, because if you did, baby, I would judge you too, because I got issues, but you got them too. So give them all to me, and I'll give my mind to you. You do stuff on purpose. Well, she, she don't say stuff, but I'm, I'm going to say stuff up here. Uh, <laughs> you do stuff on purpose. You get mad and break things. Feel bad, try to fix things. But you're perfect. Poorly wired circuit. You got hands like an ocean, push you out and pull you back in. I don't know about you, but that sounds like an abusive relationship to me, right? Like he is breaking things in their home and, and then turns around and, oh no, it's okay, baby, it's, it's all right, let's work this out. And she has no commitment to love at all. She could leave just as fast as she came to love him. Can we all agree that there is something amiss here? If the, highest, if, the, if the highest value that we have is not to judge, then there is so much sin that, that comes into our world and causes destruction. Because I can guarantee you at the end of, of, of the breaking thing, someone gets hurt. And so it's what Jesus asking us to believe here when he, he speaks to us is what he's asking us to do is he asking us to turn a blind eye to evil. Is Jesus asking us to, to not hold each other accountable and let the consequences of sin run unchecked throughout our world? This is a, this is a scripture 
about, about, about love. Like when he got in, in on the Sermon on the Mount, he's telling us what it's like to be a citizen of the kingdom of God, to love your neighbor as yourself, right? And so when he gets here, is Jesus asking, telling us that the, the highest form of love, like, like Julia Michael said, is that you don't judge me. I would disagree. Both with, within the, that scripture and elsewhere, Jesus says to judge. Right? My heart rebels at the idea that I am just supposed to allow my life and the life of my loved ones be unaccountable. Because we all need each other to hold us into account, not so that we would be condemned, but so that we would be pushed towards the gospel of truth. And so you'll notice in, in, in Matthew 7, what, what Jesus says is his vision of love, right? His vision of love is that the log would be taken out of your eye, and then you help the, the brother with the speck in his eye. A, a, a lot of us have heard the saying, hurt people hurt people, right? Jesus' vision for our life is that healed people would heal people, right? And, and, and so uh, again, in, in, in John 7 and 24, what, what Jesus says is, do not judge by appearances, but judge what is right with right judgment. And so the implication here is, is that there, is, that there is, is right judgment or righteous judgment, but then there is, is also unrighteous judgment. Or, or I would say it this way, self-righteous judgment, right? And, and so I think what Jesus is trying to get it at here is that there is a difference between judging someone by your own measure or by your own self-righteous judgment. And then there is a difference between judging someone from the righteous judgment of God, where we are encouraging each other to move closer to God's vision for our lives. And, and, and so what, 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 what Jesus lays out is a vision for how to judge, right? And, and here's the thing. All of us want to be judged. Some of you are like, mm, not so much, <laughs> right? But let, let me prove it to you. All right, so when, when my daughter, my daughter, is, my daughter is six years old, when she spends three minutes of her hard life endeavor on a picture, right? And she comes before me and there are, there's a circle and some, some, some lines and another circle and some lines and it's, it's shorter than the other circle and lines. And then she says, Daddy, what do you think? What do you think of, of, of my, the works of my hand? And I, I look at these indeterminate things and I say, oh, baby, they're, they're amazing. What does she want? She wants me to judge her works. And, and we do the same thing, right? When we go away, um, we go off to work or if we have an argument with our spouse and we go, or we go to, to work and um, we have an argument with our boss, right? We, we'll, we'll go to another person, we'll call them up and be like, man, you, you won't believe what my boss just said to me. My boss just said so-and-so and such-and-such, such. what do you think, right? Because we want to know that there is someone who agrees with us, someone who will measure us and tell us that it's, it's okay, that what you did was okay. We want to be like gods. We don't want to be wrong, 
<laughs> right? But we do want to be measured. There is something in us that longs to be measured. My, my wife will come to me and say, baby, how does this look on me? Um, and I've learned, guys, <laughs> I've learned that that's a dangerous question. And so to keep from uh, lying, I've learned to be particularly truthful, right? I love that strap, baby. That strap on that dress is amazing. And she's learned to pick up on, on, on the things that I said, because that allows her to say, you don't like it, do you? Well, it's a little florally, <laughs> a bunch of flowers. I don't like flowers, right? And, and so she, she gets a chance to, to get to get the measure that she wants from me. And, and I get a chance to be truthful, right? But we all want to be measured. But there's a problem with measurement. What is beauty? What is truth, right? What is good? We have to figure these things out. And, and what we find is that each person has their own definition of what is true and what is good and what is beautiful. And so my wife loves flowers on her stuff. If you look at her now, she has flowers on her stuff. I'm going to get in trouble after we leave here because I did not recognize it till I said it. But, <laughs> but so, so. All of us have different definitions of what is beautiful and what is good and what is true. And so if we are left between ourselves to figure these things out, we will always be judged by someone who has a shifting idea of what is beautiful. Man, when I was a kid, I was into like baggy pants down to my knees and a hoodie. That was the, the height of cool to me. Like if I could wake up in the morning and get some wrinkled jeans and some Tims and, and, and just, it was bad, <laughs> okay? It was bad, but it is what I found beautiful. But, and I was the measure of my own beauty and that was what, what, what I saw as good. Right? But instead, what, what we need is, is a measure outside of ourselves. Something that can look into us and tell us that we are beautiful because you were made that way. Something that stands for truth and something that judge is, judges us based upon consistent values. The reason why, you know, we can look at a football field, right? We can look at a football field and say that's 100 yards is because there is a standard measure to look at two different football fields and say they're good because they're both 100 yards long. If you go to a football field that's 120 yards long, you got a problem, <laughs> right? And we can say that objectively because there's a standard that exists outside of ourselves. And so for me, um, I'm really the worst person to give this, um, this, this scripture. I'm the worst person to, to talk about it because I am one of the most critical, if you couldn't tell by what I just said, I'm one of the most critical and judgmental people that you'll find. And so I have to work on it. I talk to my brother Brian about it all the time and, and he holds me accountable because it is something that I struggle with. I struggle with this. And so I'm, I'm gonna give you um, um, some, some tips from, from, from the bad and not the good, right? But I, I wanna just give you, convey a story of like judgment in my life, right? 
I, I work as, as a Lyft and Uber driver. I work for both. Um, I don't care which one wins. So uh, I, I work as a, a Lyft and Uber driver. And so I pick people up for a living and I, I, we, we have these conversations. And as a Christian, you know, I, I don't want it to just be about money. So what I try to provide is a place of refuge and peace when you're going from one place to another. And so um, there was one day that I was, I was out, I was, I was, it was about the middle of my shift. It was, at, no, it's toward the end of my shift. And so I'm driving and I pick up this beautiful woman who's in a, a blue dress, blonde, she's, she's amazing. My wife is here, I'm not gonna get in trouble, okay? <laughs> I cleared this with her beforehand, don't worry. The floral thing I'm gonna get in trouble for, this, I'm good. Uh, so, so, she gets into my car and we have this great conversation. We, we just talk about life. And we talk about her aspirations for where she wants to go. We talk about Virginia, that's where I'm from. I love that subject. She gets out my, my, my car, I bid her adieu, and then I go to pick up the next person. I happen to pick up a couple. And so uh, the wife gets in on the left side of the car, on the driver's side, and the husband goes to get in the, the, the passenger side of the car. But then he does this like gymnastic move where he jumps over the, the seat that is, is catacorny to me and he sits in the middle. And it's weird because you can't talk to a blank spot. So like when you're, as you're driving, you usually like to, you know, take your eyes off the world and scare people and, and look at them, look them in the eyes for a second, right? And, and so he moved from that seat and, and he moved to the middle and I couldn't figure out why. And it bothered me and so I'm talking to these people that are behind me, I can't see them. Um, they get out of the car and I say, man, that was a good conversation. And I, I just, something bothered me. So I looked back, did I have fudge on the seat or what, what happened? And there was a pea stain, the, the size of a, a, a girl in a blue dress. <laughs> oh, I judged her. <laughs> I was so angry about like what kind of human being would pee in another person's car? Like who would do that? And then to make it worse, who would not tell the person that it happened so that I'm picking up other people, right? So I call my wife and I make a pronouncement. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said, there is this random woman that just got in my car and she peed in my back seat. I, that, every now and again, I get to pick up people on a, a normal basis, right? Like they'll, they'll, just by randomness, I'll pick up a person and it'll be the same person. I wanted her again, cause she was gonna get the whole two cents. She won't go get one and a half. She was gonna get a measure of my mind, right? I was gonna let her know the what for. Until a couple of weeks later, right? I go to pick up, um, I go to, to pick up my, uh, uh, my last drive of the night. I know it's the last drive of the night because I got enough gas to last me for one long trip, right? So I pick my times, I, I, I pick my shift. So I go to pick them up and it's a big black guy, right? And you guys might not know this, but there's a big black guy club, right? It's, it's, it's kind of like the big guy club. If you're not a big guy, you might not know this, but there's a big guy club, right? And big guys, the big guy club is just around a, a couple of values. One is that big guys are only allowed to be funny or stern, right? <laughs> so we can only fit those two stereotypes. And you might be saying, ah, you're lying. I know a big guy and he's a cuddly bear, but that's around you. When we get around other big guys, something change, right? So like our voice will change. What's up, guy? 
what's up, what's up, man, right? And so the big black guy club, it's, it's a little different than the big guy club in that it's more strict um, um, rules there, right? And so you can't show angst. So I get to going on this, this drive with, with just, enough, just enough gas to get me there. So at the end of this, this drive, I want to get gas. And so the, the guy is next to me and something hits me, man. I got to go to the bathroom. Whew, I got to go, <laughs> right? But you guys would be proud of me. I don't show it on my face. There's nothing on my face. I'm cool. I am holding up the big guy club uh, 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 values. I'm doing it. So we get on this, this 20 minute drive and I get him to where he's going, right? And I'm like, all right, man, it was good talking to you. Gets out the car, he gets far enough away, door closes, and I scream the name of Jesus <laughs> because I have to go bad. And so like I am screaming down the road and I'm not, I'm not telling the story to you guys at all. I am literally screaming the name of Jesus as I go down the road and I am praying that I don't get pulled over. Not because I don't want a ticket. I deserve a ticket. I'm going fast. Because I don't want this to hinder me from getting where I need to go. And there is like a, there is a, 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 there is a, a, a science to picking the right place to go to the bathroom. If you're not on the road often, you might not know the science. There's an equation, to coin laundry, distance from a coin laundry. Um, there, there's, there's, there has to be a certain amount of, uh, of targets in the, the vicinity. It's a long equation. Don't worry about it. I'll let you know if you need to know, right? But so I, I get to the closest one. All that goes out of the window, right? I'm going to go to the closest one that I can find. And so I get to a 7-Eleven and I know I've chose the wrong one because there's a lot of people on the outside and, and they, they have requests, right? And usually as a Christian guy, I like to acknowledge their humanity, right? Because these people, whatever their situation, are human beings and the image of God exists inside of them. And so I like to look them in the face and I like to, to say, I, I don't have anything. All I carry is a card, right? Or if I can, I'll buy them something. Not today, I went straight past them, right? <laughs> I didn't acknowledge anybody. My eye was on the prize. And so I get to the bathroom and the devil has written on the door out of order. <laughs> and so I parked all the way at the gas pump because I knew I needed gas. And so I run and I get to my car and I begin calling on the name of Jesus again. And I'm halfway down the road and I hit a stoplight that is the longest stoplight of my life. And the floodgates open. And they kept coming. <laughs> it was the most shameful experience of my life. The only thing more shameful than that is telling a room full of people, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, I am, I am sitting here and there's three things that go through my mind. The first one was I called my wife and I was like, baby, you're going to have to pick me up because I'm going to run out of gas. I'm not getting out of this car. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting out of this car. Number two was I could, I could tell that everyone around me at the light knew what happened. I knew they knew. All of them knew that I was, I was, I was in my most ashamed moment. I knew it. But the third thing... The third thing that came across my mind was a, a, a young girl in a, a, in a blue dress. 
And all she knows about the guy in the front is he's part of the big black guy club. That's all she knows. She doesn't know the rules. She doesn't know what will happen as a consequence of what happened to her. And she, she doesn't know she doesn't know whether I will heap shame. And if, if, if I had had a chance before it happened to me, oh, she would have got it. But in my self-righteousness, I had a, a list of things that made people human beings, right? And maybe you have a list of self-righteous measurements that you use for other people, a standard of your own that isn't God's. For me, I'm gonna be honest with you. One of, one of my measurements of whether some, someone is a good person is if they're humorous. If you're the type of person who is, is straight rod, I struggle to see you as a righteous person. That has nothing to do with God. It has to do with my own brokenness and that I see my heroes as humorous and that I think I'm humorous. And so I begin to judge people. Oh, he's, he's stuck up. I don't want to deal with him. So I ostracize them. And I tell other people. I tell other people, yeah, man, I don't like him. He's, he's yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't do him. Right? Or, or for me, if you're not smart, and I'm not talking about educated. I, I'm not even talking about that you have to be a savant of some type. If you are ignorant, right, if you're just a person who hasn't gotten it together, I judge you and I, I think of you as less than fully human. And I treat you that way. And another is your bladder control. Like I, I think of that as, 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 um, as a measure of if you're righteous, right? If you're an adult, if you're a grown adult, you should be able to hold it. I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> right? And so for you, what measurements do you use to judge people that aren't standard, that aren't from the word of God, Right? What measurements do we use to, to, to value people or not? And so we need a measurement outside of ourselves, and that measurement is the Bible because it gives us, it, it gives us the, 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 the vision, God's vision for our lives. He made us, and he made us with a purpose. And so when we look to the scriptures, we can find what that measurement is, Right? And, and then the, what we see in the scripture, Jesus says, don't judge. But then he says, that, that's the evaluation portion. But then he says, don't make pronouncements. The, the, the pronouncements that you make will be made about you. Right? And, and see, the, the thing is, is that we, we ostracize people by what we call them. Look, Paul thought that the worst thing that you could do to a person after you have judged them rightly, is to push them out of community, right? There was this guy in Corinthians who was doing bad things, man, and they had counseled him over and over and over again about, look, you can't be with your father's wife. That's not, that's not cool. And finally, Paul said, the worst thing that we can do for him is ostracize him and push him out of the community. And so we do that at the slightest thing by our own measure. We push people away. God said that the first thing that wasn't good was for man to be alone. How many people have we pushed out of community by our own self-righteous judgment? 
And I'll be honest with you. When I'm in a room and I feel that judgment myself, man, parts of me die. I'm, I'm not the same Duncan when that happens. I'm not as, as, as humorous. I'm, I'm, not as, I'm, I'm not as smart. And obviously I can't throw my batter, right? And so we, we all feel the opposite side of this. And then the other thing that we see that after, after he talks about pronouncement and judgment of ostracizing people, he, he goes into how, how our brothers, how can we take the log, uh, how do we, can we take the speck out of our brother's eye when we have a log in our own? See, what self-righteousness does, self-righteousness will begin to compare to distract you from your own issues. And so what we do is we seek to solve the pain and the angst that is within us by going to other people and judging them. And that hypocrisy, that hypocrisy will build in, it, it causes pain in other people, but it also does, does, allows the cancer of our sin to grow within us. And so Jesus says in that moment that look, Heal people, heal people. Hurt people, hurt people. So I want you to be healed first before you judge rightly, as he says in John. And, and so we have to capture this vision for God in our lives. That, that we have an imperative to look inward first to deal with what God is doing inside of us. And see, there's, there's a, a, another problem with, with us and our measurement, is even if we were to get to the point that we're not measuring others anymore, right? We've already released into the world sin. We've already ostracized people and the effects of our sin are continuing daily. That person in the third grade that you called a Peabody, right? He grew up and that sin exists inside of him still. And you're guilty, right? We already know that there has been a proclamation that all has fallen short of the glory of God. That, that, that person when you were in college that you made fun of and they walked away crying and then you laughed more, right? That was me. Uh, that, that person still exists with that sin inside of them, the, the effects of your sin. See, but what Jesus came to do is to release the whole world from the causes and from the effects of your sins. And, and what we see is that, is that when Jesus comes, he, he, he proclaims a good news that the effects of your sin don't have to hold you accountable anymore, that he has released you. And so we all need that release. But there, there, is, is, there is, 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 is this thing that happens that, 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 that we have to struggle with. And, and that is that as grace releases us, what are we to do? We're, we're to proclaim that, that the judgment no longer holds anyone. And, and that, that God has delivered you from, from whatever, 
whatever sin that you have released in the world. You are no longer accountable for that. And, and so, here's the thing, is that if we go about proclaiming the gospel, the good news, but we use it in a way that cuts people still, right? We have that tendency. Is that we've all, we, we've all heard some version of the gospel, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming here, right? And in, in, in that hearing of the gospel, what, what the, the tendency is to do is to use that to say, see, you're not in. You're not okay. And we use it as a cudgel to hurt people. And so Jesus, J- Jesus addresses that in this last verse. Let me read it to you. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Right? What happens when we use the gospel in, the, in ways that turns enemies into enemies? What happens when we take what is holy and what is valuable and we use it to hurt people? They trample the gospel. And, and not only do they trample the gospel, but they turn against us and we see that happen in our lives. And, and instead of putting before people condemnation, it is our job to declare, right? To evaluate God as holy, what he did on the cross, right? To see him there. And it, it's to pronounce that there is a good news for us that the judgment of our sin no longer reigns and to measure that God stands before us having, having taken the condemnation of sin and hell away from us. You see, they evaluated Jesus, right? They took him and Barabbas and, and, and they said, Barabbas is more valuable than Jesus. And then they mocked scorn and hate they heaped, heaped that upon him. And then they gave him a measure that no one should take. They killed him on a cross. Now, people die every day. But Jesus had already been with the Father. He had enjoyed the full pleasure of the Father and had that stripped from him. None of us will ever know that pain because of what Jesus did for us. And, and so our response... Our response to him has to be that we give the the gospel and not judgment to people. Where people see their sins, we we have to give them gospel to change both their action and their faith. And so if you're here and and you have dealt with that measure, then I want to encourage you, man, Every, every, every standard that you need is in the Bible. And if, and if it's instead, you, you never come in contact with the gospel in a way that changed your heart. And you're looking for a standard that is higher than what people have decided that you, you can be your own special butterfly and, and go out into the world and nothing you do will hurt you but you know hurt and pain. I encourage you to get with somebody here and we can 
introduce you to a standard and a measure that not only measures you and tells you that the work of your hands are good, but also that will relieve you when the works of your hands aren't. So let's pray. God, thank you for the judgment that you give because we know that it is right judgment. We know that it is good and perfect, God. And we pray, Lord God, that you begin to change our view of judgment, God. That as we go and we work and hold our brothers and sisters accountable, that we would do so with the good news that there is salvation for their sin, God. I pray, Lord God, that we would go forth, Lord God, telling them that the measure of their sin would not come back to haunt them, God, but instead you took it on yourself when you, when you were on the cross. And so I pray, Lord God, that you, Lord God, would in our hearts change how we evaluate everything and that we would continue to go back to the Word to figure out what it is that you have to say about our actions and whether the works of our hands are good. In Jesus' name I pray.